Welcome to the podcast of Scott Street MB Church. We hope you find this message inspiring and encouraging in your walk as a disciple of our Lord Jesus Christ. And as we're moving into a new year, a new decade, there are many opportunities that do lay in front of us. Every day is a brand new slate upon which we will be able to write a story that we will look back to. And our todays are tomorrow's yesterdays. There'll be new challenges, there's new victories. And I'm quite sure that God will put tasks into our hands that we have never before done. And we will assuredly need his help. Now into this new opportunity, we see Joshua coming with the people. Now in chapter one, the Lord gives this promise to Joshua himself. And here's what he says. Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, The Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, he said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land that I am about to give you. I'm going to give to them the Israelites. He says, I will give you every place where your foot, you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. And as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, Because you will lead these people to inherit the land that I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. And do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Now God himself had chosen the successor to Moses. And it was Joshua. He was the one God had chosen and put his hand on and says, you're going to lead this people, which we understand from history, was about the size of Toronto, a little over two million people. And I understand greater Toronto now is probably three and a half million, which is larger than some countries. And so there's a couple of things that we noticed. Now, the first is that God promised him that he would be with Joshua in the same way that he was with Moses. Now, how would Joshua know? Because he was there. He saw it firsthand. He saw when Moses would go to, the, to, to meet with God that Joshua would stand at the door. He would be there and attending, and he was with Moses. He saw what was happening. So he would have firsthand experience. The way that most of us learn anything and in fact, I would say everything is by watching others who have done it. Our teachers instruct us how we do things. Our mentors show us how it ought to be done. Apprentices learn from their masters of how things should be. And so Joshua would learn from firsthand what he had seen God do through Moses. And God said, the same way I was with him, I'm going to be with you. Now, that would instill some confidence, you would think. But then... God told him to be strong and have courage. Be strong and have courage. Wow. Four times in chapter one, 
Joshua is encouraged to be strong and have courage, either by God or by the people. And this tells us something. It tells us that Joshua was scared. He needed to be encouraged. He said, be strong and courageous. He was fearful. Have you ever been fearful to try something you've never tried before? I have. I've been scared spitless. You know, your mouth goes so dry, you don't know what you're going to do. And four times. Now, whenever something is stated in Scripture more than once, it's there for emphasis. And that's why Jesus often would say, truly, truly, I say to you. Because it was there for emphasis. And when it's there four times in one chapter, that means that there was a great need that Joshua needed to hear it and hear it and hear it and hear it until the courage began to well up inside him. See, there's times when God is speaking to us and we need to tune in to what he is saying. Earlier in the song service, Tim led so wonderfully. The phrase from Psalm 23, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And the word follow, you know from hearing me speak over the last few years, that the word follow in the original Hebrew means to actively pursue and chase after. It doesn't mean to tail along behind. It means that God is chasing after you for opportunities to show his goodness and his mercy to you. He is running after you to give an opportunity to bless you. That's what God wanted to do through Joshua. He had to overcome the natural fear that he had, the insecurity that he must have felt. And God knew that with his help, Joshua was the man for the job. Joshua just had to realize it himself. God knows what each of us are capable of doing with his help in this new year. Even if we ourselves don't think that we are up to the task. God knows what can be. The Apostle Paul affirms this centuries later. When speaking to the Philippians, he tells them, I can do all this through him who gives me the strength. Now, if we rely on our own strength, we're going to fall short every time. In fact, Jesus in in John 15 says, you know, without me, you can't even do anything. You can do nothing. So once we understand that, and we understand where the source of the power is, someone says, Jesus plus you is a majority. And everything he wants you to do, he will enable you to do through the power of his spirit that's already at work in you. Now, think about this. If we could do it on our own, why would we need God? If we could do it on our own strength, why would we need God? But when God asks us to do something that we know was beyond our abilities, then we must, as a result, depend on him. Every great man and woman of God has come to this realization that nothing is impossible for God. I know that you believe that. God can do anything. And God can do anything through the man and woman who will surrender themselves to him. 
years ago, there was a picture in, remember, remember Life Magazine? There was a picture in Life Magazine of a telephone pole after a tornado had gone through the Midwest. And what was interesting about this telephone pole is that there was a piece of straw that had been driven right through the pole. They did some type of analysis on it and found that indeed the straw, the piece of straw, hay, was gone right through the pole and the only reason that they could figure it happened was that the piece of straw had been so surrendered to the power of the wind that it literally drove it right through the middle of that telephone pole. And folks, when you and I are so surrendered to the Spirit of God dwelling in us, it can drive us right through any situation and any opportunity that God gives to us. See, the spies were sent out. The reports came back to Joshua, but this time the report was much different than the time the spies came back to Moses. This time they came back full of faith and they tell Joshua, the Lord has surely given us the whole land into our hands. All the people are melting in fear because of us. And this surely must have given Joshua a measure of confidence. Maybe the one thing that tipped the balance from fear to faith. And I know, I know if you're wondering sometimes, all it takes is just a word from someone, a word of faith that comes back and says, you can do it. And that tips us in that right direction. During our days of prayer, Pastor Rob was able to share with us that when you all filled out the, the spiritual gift analysis, the number one gift that came back as an earmark of Scott Street MB Church was the gift of faith. You're a people that believe. You're a people that have faith in God. And the, the faith that God gives is, is the number one gift that God has given to this people. So I know you believe that through God, everything is possible. Well, to ensure that Joshua then didn't become full of himself, which is, is possible, God gave a very specific instruction to Joshua and the people of Israel before they crossed over into the promised land. There was three things, and the first was the Ark of the Lord will go first. Now to Israel, the Ark represented the presence of the Lord, and they were to fix their eyes on God as he led the way, even as we need to. Hebrews 12 tells us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. And as we launch into a new year, we need to keep our eyes on Jesus. Let him go first. Let the presence of God go first. Let all the way my Savior leads me. Where he leads, I will follow. I've decided to follow Jesus. A couple of uh, weeks ago, we had two nights of prayer where we committed ourselves in this church into God's hand for this coming year. And we prayed that each one of us would be filled with the Spirit of God on a continual basis because we need him so much. 
So the first instruction was, the ark of the Lord goes first. And folks, in whatever we do, let's let God lead us. Let's let God show us the way. Let's let God be the one who's out front giving us direction. The second thing he told them, follow the ark. Follow the ark. In other other words, wherever God goes, you go. The reason? You've not been this way before. You've never been this way before. This is brand new ground and brand new opportunity for you. You don't know what you're doing. So follow me. There used to be a bumper sticker years ago that says, don't follow me, I'm lost. (laughs) And for many people, this is absolutely true. Because unless we're following Jesus, we're lost because he himself said, I am the way. He's the road. In the French, it says, I am the chemin, I am the roadway. Jesus is the path that we need to follow. And friends, we serve a God that's almighty and is eternal. He is everywhere and in every time. He's in our yesterdays, he's in our todays, and he is in our tomorrows waiting for us to get there. He is able to see what's ahead because he's already there, because he's eternal. And I trust him, as Proverbs says, if I commit my way to him, he will direct my ways, he'll direct my path, he'll make my path straight, because he knows where to go. When you go someplace you've never been before, it's always helpful to have someone who says, this is where you need to turn. This is where you need to to look for the signs. Earlier this last year, my wife and I were on vacation and we had been given instructions, says your GPS will try to take you this way, but take this road, it's better. And God, as he looks down on your life and the days that are ahead, he is able to say, take this road because it's better. Do this because I need you over here to minister to this person. At home we have a, a picture on the wall and the caption goes something like this. Before Zacchaeus knew that he, he couldn't see Jesus, someone had planted a tree. Years earlier, someone planted a tree so that when Zacchaeus needed, it would be there. And God knows what you're going to need, when you're going to need it, and if we follow him, it will be there when we need it. God has a plan for your life. God has a plan for Scott Street Church. We are seeing that plan working out. We are seeing every week God doing his work in our lives. See, not one of us knows what tomorrow will hold. And we were talking in Spiritual Life Hour this morning. At part of my life, if you ask me what I'm going to do this week, it will be accompanied with God willing or that's the plan. Because I cannot say for sure because I just don't know. We can never say same old because every moment is brand new. You've never been here before, have you? It's brand new. Then the third thing he said was, keep a distance of 2,000 cubits. Do not go near it. Now, why do you think he said that? (laughs) 
It's so practical. Because we as humans are prone to get impatient and get ahead of ourselves. We get ahead of God. By staying back the equivalent of 3,000 feet, 2,000 cubits, God was ensuring that the Israelites did not run on ahead. That they would always keep God in front of them. We have just concluded the Christmas season, and one of the scriptures that we read tells us that in the fullness of time, or when the time was right, when the time was right, who knows when the time is right? Well, God does. And how will we know? By watching God. Henry Blackaby, in his book, Experiencing God, says, we don't need to look for opportunities of ministry. We just need to see what God is doing and then join ourselves to it. We don't have to invent the opportunities. God's already done that. We just need to join what he is already doing. And by keeping ourselves back and looking ahead what God is doing, we're able to see clearly. And we've said 2020 vision is perfect vision. And let us this year with 2020 vision go into 2020 looking at Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. Now, when I was a child growing up, there were many songs that we sang in the church that talked about the need of following Jesus. And some of them we sang today. It says, where he leads me, I will follow. Follow, follow. I will follow Jesus anywhere, everywhere. I will follow him. I've decided to follow Jesus all the way. My Savior leads us. These songs were written out of experience. Now, King David also was taught the value of timing and of waiting for God for the right time. We read in 2 Samuel chapter 5. David was wondering when he should attack the Philistines. And here's what God told him. As soon as you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the poplar trees, move quickly. Because that will mean the Lord has gone out in front of you to strike the Philistine army. And Jesus told his disciples in Luke chapter 24, I'm going to send you what my father has promised but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Same principle, different settings, different times. It applies to us today. See, in all of these situations, God had a plan. Whether it be for Joshua, for David, for the disciples, or for us. As we're launching into 2020, I want to assure you that God will provide the power. God will provide the enabling. God will provide the right time. And we provide a willing vessel that will wait on the Lord. I believe there are things that God wants to accomplish this year in you and through Scott Street MB Church. He's going to do it through you and me. Because the church is the people. It's not the building. The things that God wants to reach out and touch, 
a world that is needing his touch. He will provide all that we need to accomplish the task if we are willing, if we don't get ahead of him, but if we wait on his perfect timing. My encouragement to you as we start this year, let God lead and be sure we follow. We've not been this way before. Pray with me. Dear Father, we thank you for the encouragement that you give us through your word, that there's nothing we have to do on our own, and there's nowhere that we can go that you're not already there. So help us with faith and courage to pick up the opportunities you put in our pathway and allow us, Lord, this year to see great things accomplished for God and through God for the sake of the kingdom of God. And Lord, to that end, we submit ourselves and take courage in Jesus' name. Amen. Contact any of our pastors, please visit scottstreetchurch.ca.